Harrison Stevens. Uh, known him since, uh, what year were you in middle school? Uh, I think I was in middle school, um, I think 2010 to 2012 would okay. line up. Very angsty, uh, seventh and eighth grade years, uh, running around Evergreen uh, Junior High. Had him for, uh, on the basketball court as well in the classroom. Harrison, I'm going to tell you, I do remember, it's weird things you remember as a teacher. I don't know why it made me laugh, because it was stupid. Do you remember your Batman joke about what Batman said to Robin before they got in the car? Get in the car. Yeah. It's the dumbest joke ever. And I was like, <laughs> I still remember that to this day. Why? I have no idea, because I remember laughing, though, that's the dumbest joke ever, but it made me laugh. And then, uh, you really, win any, when anybody knows, they win me over if they box out. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's a couple other guys on your team, I won't drop any names, that never boxed out, and uh, probably everybody else on the team. Besides Jake Talbot, yeah, you and Jake Talbot, the only guys that box out. Yeah, you always got to, you always got to box out. Um, so we're here today. Um, you, it sounds like you listen to the podcast as well, Guy Raz. How I built this. Mm -hmm. I'm a big How I Built This fan, so I want to do my Story Days podcast, having like people that do businesses. So you're the, uh, you're the first. Well, so, well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fast forward to. I bumped into you in the Value Village parking lot when you were in high school. I was like, Harrison, haven't seen you in a while. How's it going? And you were like, I'm thrift shopping and I'm selling stuff on eBay. And you actually had leather jackets. I remember you were holding like some old school leather jackets. Cool. And uh, next thing you know, like social media comes around. I see you got this Eugene Ness. So uh, sitting here live in Eugene Ness Studios, first off for the sound room. Um, but uh, yeah, tell me, tell me how you got from the parking lot of Value Village to a uh, full vintage clothing shop, retail shop across from uh, University of Oregon. How did we get that voyage? Um, well, hey, uh, Lee, or should I call you Mr. Martineau, uh, thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm humbled to be your first guest and first of many. Um, and uh, I'll give you a little walk down, like a little run through uh, from kind of how we started and now where we are now. When I when we bumped into each other in the Value Village parking lot, uh, must have been like 2016, uh, maybe 2015. Um, I was only selling independently online as a means to kind of have uh, an additional uh, line of personal income. And during that time I was working at The Gap um, and I just wanted uh, to have a little bit more bread in my pocket to kind of fulfill my next pair of Jordans. and. Uh, after the, um, doing that for a, a number of years and becoming comfortable selling online and uh, kind of becoming familiar with online marketplaces like eBay and Depop um, and Mercari, um, I went away to college and I no longer had the kind of storage space that I once did to hold all of my inventory. And I, my, most of my closet condensed and I focused kind of primarily on clothes. And during my college experience, um, I started to build a brand behind the uh, behind the salesmanship. Um, that's kind of where my first personal brand, Stanley Thrifts, was born. Um, what year What year was that, in, roughly? Uh, like November 2017, I remember, okay. is when uh, the brand was incepted. And Only, why, why Stanley? Um, so Stanley is a nickname that comes from my fraternity when I was rushing. Uh, and kind of meeting all of the guys before I was a member um, in the in the group. Um, behind closed doors, the rush chairman said, hey, I want uh, I want the guy that looks like Stanley Elnats from Holes. Um, <laughs> but they couldn't remember Harrison. Um, and sure enough, uh, Stanley, but shortened to Stan, is now my kind of uh, 
college nickname, um, which really did stick like glue. Um, and I honestly kind of liked that because it was a level of, it was a degree of separation from my personal self, you know, it was kind of more of an alias behind it. And I would be selling, I sold online uh, through Instagram and uh, again through Depop and eBay. Um, and I used Instagram simply as a hub to share the, you know, the pieces that I was finding at thrift stores that I simply thought were cool. Um, this is not something that is original to me. This has been something that's been done for a number of years. Um, there are uh, there are many many people that have done this before me and continue to do it after me. Some of the people that inspired me to get started were guys like Zach Fisk, who is from my hometown. Shout out to Thrift Filet. Guys like Soul Food SF, um, one of the big names that was doing it back in the YouTube days. Um, and then uh, was doing it on YouTube, like YouTube yes, videos. Finding thrift haul, thrift haul YouTube videos is kind of a way you could educate yourself as to what wow. to look out for. And those are still videos that are prevalent today. Uh, I remember, um, you know, I remember watching Paul Cantu videos way back in the day before he like became really famous um, and things like that. What uh, um, what made what what was like the day or the the light that dawned on you that like you started. Um, the day I started, my friend Zach, uh, my friend Zach Thrifillet, had showed, uh, kind of sent me his profile saying, "Hey man, I just started this. Like, will you support me? Will you give me a follow?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course, man." And then like that idea of starting a a, 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 a just a you know like a, a an Instagram page dedicated to showing just photos of T-shirts in thrift stores stayed with me for about a week, and I uh, was just tossing and turning over it and I and I, and I just really want, I saw other people finding stuff at thrift stores these accounts that I followed and it, and I was and you know my like uh, fashion I was kind of getting to a point where I was like oh I'm like finding similar stuff like this like why don't I share it as well and I kind of just took that leap and kept it super duper low key right at the beginning um, and just kind of wanted it to and you know I reason I did not make it uh, detached I mean attached to my real name is because in the event that it didn't succeed or if it didn't turn out in the way I wanted it to, I could, you know, it's it's not Harrison's thrifts, it was Stanley thrifts. Um, but after taking it um, very seriously for a couple of years, um, I started vending at the ASU of Street Fair, which is a student uh, organized um, craft and food fair on the on the main strip of the University of Oregon, right on 13th Avenue. Happens how, twice how, a year. Yeah, twice a year for three days. For three days, and you scouted that out ahead of time. Um, I had known as because from being a student uh, during my freshman and sophomore year, this is the three most exciting days of the school year because. There's food, there's new food, there's new craft vendors, there's people selling stuff. The campus is just hustling and bustling for those three days <laughs> consistently from 10 to 6. And I knew that I, if I was able to potentially get my foot into that, um, that might be a, a real turning point for me. And um, Was that easy to get your foot in the door on that? Or um, it, was, it was a challenge. Was um, like, who's this and, kid that uh, wants to do a pop ex exactly. Who, how? What are you doing? Exactly. And so it was an application process, and I remember... Um, it, it's funny. I still use the same photos on my from from my first application process, fit following fairs after that, and uh, you know it's an application. What are you selling? Do you give me photos of what you sell? Uh, and like, uh, how long have you been business for? Like, what's your business name? And I, this was like these were questions that I was being asked for the very first time as a, like a sophomore in college, um, you know, in the summertime, just thinking like, what do I sell? And that's kind of where the term premium vintage apparel came from. And it's like, what, who is this brand? And it's like, I can't just say stuff that Harrison Stevens found at thrift stores. 
that's it's where premium, the, it's, it's the, the, yeah. the cream of the crop. Um, yeah, it's, uh, Stanley's Digs was the big, the banner. Um, and so it was Stanley's Digs spot pop-up at the ASUO Street Fair. Um, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, I had to pull two consecutive all-nighters just to get all of my inventory tagged and get everything situated. Um, and the application, um, so... Did you have a business? Did you have a business license at that time? No. Didn't um, they didn't require that? No. All they required was event insurance, <laughs> uh, event insurance, a business name, and all all things a fire extinguisher. Um, I remember the fire marshal would come by and, and check. Do you have a fire extinguisher? And I didn't, so I'd have to run back to the fraternity house and uh, grab it out of the basement and bring it. Um, and granted, the, the how many fraternity fire extinguishers have actually have not been shot off? That's a side side question. I don't know, but during my time there, two went off in the hallway, and let's just say never do one of those inside. It's one of yeah. the messiest, most disgusting things that could possibly happen. But um, you bought one of those loaded and safe, of course, to mm -hmm. the, the event, um, and everything went smoothly. And that was just kind of the first time where that was proven to me that the in-person experience worked um, on this campus. Um, previously to that, people that knew, that people that were aware of the brand uh, which that shopped with me, I would meet them at the EMU, which is our student union building. I would meet them outside of class or before class. I would meet them outside of the duck store. I would bike to their house. So it was all like um, rendezvous. Rendezvous. Rendezvous points. Your, like, I want this sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. Where can we meet? Yeah, when you had a class. Um, exactly. And then they'd Venmo me there on site. I'd just pull out of my backpack and then turn around and bike, bike back. Um, and, but through the ASUO Street Fair experience is where I met my current business partner, Eduardo Olivares. When I was a junior, he was a freshman and he messaged me th through Instagram just asking, hey, um, I see what you're doing. Um, I'm a student here at the U of O. I kind of do something similar. I would love to get lunch with you and talk t-shirts. Um, and sure enough, a couple weeks later, we met at Chipotle. Um, I had a great conversation for a couple numerous hours and right off the bat I knew that Eduardo really knew his facts well um, and that he kind of had the same vision that I did in terms of taking it from a social media standpoint and using that medium to get directly to your consumer and instead of intermediaries like uh, eBay or other secondhand marketplaces and like, he, like and he had he had experience had he been doing it in high school and stuff? Yes, he had been thr doing thrift shopping in high school and had a really keen eye for the um, material. However, at that time, he was just getting his personal brand off the ground, gotcha. which was then Bounce Back Thrifts, um, which has then been uh, integrated into the Nest as our uh, dot shop highlight, um, which shows our new inventory in store. And so after meeting Ed, um, a couple weeks later, he worked, he vended alongside me at the ASU Street Fair in the spring. Uh, and then the following uh, fall, we did it again. And then in the spring, that following spring was canceled due to COVID. Um, and then during that kind of down period, uh, he called, I remember it like it was yesterday. He called me um, and said like, Harrison, like we, I guess I have to rewind. Bef um, uh, bef after the first street fair that we did together, or the, I guess the second street fair that we did together all three days, we met a connection there named Kate Reed from Public Streetwear who invited us to do a 10-week pop-up in her retail space in downtown Eugene, which was like a streetwear store, you know, sneakers and, yeah. and high-end fashion. And uh, we would plug in a capsule of inventory each day or each week on Mondays for the week and, uh, you know, have a different revolving theme from denim to camo to T-shirts to sweatshirts to duck gear for 10 weeks. We call it throwback files. Um, and through that experience, 
students were coming to downtown Eugene that just to come shopping at this store. Um, and it was just something that was had she, never... Was she advertising that? No, or? it was all us all driving were... it on our social medias. Got um, you. And there was people coming, driving into downtown Eugene just to go to these spaces. And after the 10-week pop-up, we um, unfortunately weren't able to continue. So we kind of both, Ed and I both uh, peeled out of the streetwear store and um, were, and he called me after the 10-week period saying, Harrison, like, we got to do this. Like you uh, saw, um, yeah, you got a taste of what uh, a retail he, store, yeah. like, because you'd been um, all online. All online, and then the only in-person was those three-day fairs. And that was the first sustained um, experience, 10 weeks yeah. long, every day, 10 for 10 weeks. Um, and that was another proving ground that it wasn't just a three-day hype fest. It was a more um, sustained, you know, want for vintage clothing on campus. And so after that, um, a couple months later, the idea and the name and the uh, the logo, the, the Nest, was born. And what does Nest, uh, Nest uh, stand for? Nest stands for the Neighborhood Eugene Sustainability Team. Um, the essence of it kind of breaks down, um, and uh, you can kind of hit each letter as a different focal point. Uh, the N for neighborhood um, is like we're very community oriented. We use uh, we use University of Oregon talent for um, a lot of our design projects and for a lot of our store layout things. Our fixtures were built by UO design students. We're going to be dropping a poster designed by a product design student here in January. Um, the E for Eugene st signifies our location. We're right in the heart of the University of Oregon campus. Um, ties to Eugene are really strong for us. Eduardo is uh, has grown up in Eugene um, for, the major for the past 15 years of his life. Um, and so he really knows the city like the back of our hand. Sustainability hits on the product that we're selling. Um, everything in the store is 100% um, unique and um, creates zero carbon footprint um, because we're just ex we are essentially um, sh showcasing the best uh, sustainable clothing that can be bought in Eugene at this time. Um, and when you walk out of the store with an item. It's a high chance that you're going to be the only person on campus that has that that piece, and you are um, you are leaving zero carbon footprint with your purchase. And then the T for team um, is kind of relates back to that it takes more. It's more than just one person. It takes an army to accomplish something like or to even get something like this off the ground. Um, we recently just brought on four team members that are all University of Oregon students, and we're very grateful to have them uh, as a part of our staff. Um, we've been open since January of 2021. We uh, underwent an appointment model, um, so people, members of the community would have to reserve a time slot and dictate the number of people that were coming in. And so we did that from January to July, um, and then over summer we shut down. We were open only two days a week, Thursdays and Fridays, yeah. um, but for open hours. And um, at that point, come October, October 1st, we... Um, had our teammates, our team members all lined up, and now we uh, are open five days a week from 12 to five, Monday through Friday. And then come 2022, we'll be open weekends as well. So then getting word out to Oregon students, all social media? Uh, primarily social media with a little bit of sprinkling of guerrilla marketing. Um, I would, Eduardo and I would go to the copy shop and create little quarter sheet coupons that would say 10%, bring this coupon to the store for 10% off. And, and uh, we would wait outside of the dorm halls and wait for a door to be left open and then sneak in and slide them under um, freshman dorms. 
Um, that worked very, very well until we found ourselves in an all-female dorm and were asked what we were doing there. Um, to a, a graduated senior and a, and a rising senior in the dorms. Uh, we're marketing. Uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're doing business. Um, but uh, no. Um, prior to that, I would uh, take spray adhesive and spray these coupons um, on bathroom stalls um, and other fun little tactics like that. Um, I would produce wanted signs uh, when I was in college. So I wanted like Stanley Yelnats for soliciting premium vintage apparel, and it would have like, if you have any leads on this individual, please rip this, you know, the bottom of yeah. the thing off for 10% off your next purchase. Nice. Um, and, uh, but prime, oh, social media, yeah, primarily social media, um, is where we drive most of, where we garner most of our traction, um, and communicate with our audience base on Mondays. We release a schedule of our hours. Um, and then we also to kind of, um, let people know when we're going to be open. And then th also we, uh, highly utilize our our Instagram story features to show what new inventory we have in the store. And people um, can buy from that? People will swipe up and say, I would like to buy this, and they say, fantastic. Sometimes they will come in right after class, or sometimes they'll submit payment th through that um, and then come get it the next day. Um, but I, we think that that is a great tool to effectively reach um, direct, direct consumers. Okay. So that's where you're at now. Are you still doing the street fair? Yes, we did the sure. street fair for the first time as the nest, um, okay. this past, um, this past fall, which was a huge blast. Um, it was the very first time we had the store open and the street fair booth open at the same time. So we did a really cool little tactic, um, of we had $5 coupons at the street fair booth that were only valid in the store. So we would, people would come to the booth and say, where, oh, what's going on? Um, you guys have a storefront? Yeah, it's actually right down the street. Take this coupon. This is active for $5 today only. Yeah. So we had Wednesday ones, we had fr Thursday ones, and we had Friday ones. Nice. Um, and so it was, at, it was a, essentially a call to action to go visit the store. Um, and we, uh, we were going to do another pop-up event that was scrapped due to COVID. Um, uh, but that was a couple months ago. And then looking forward, we're um, going to be hosting a couple more events in early 2022. Um, we're working on creating a um, like a, a student oriented market and also like a sneaker event. Um, but those are just those are more ideas that are still on the workshop table um, and we'll be you know knocking those out shortly. Sweet. Um, all right. So that's where you're at now. Uh, what are you guys thinking for you know, long-term future. Yeah. Well, long-term. You want to keep working uh, nests? Yeah, wanna... absolutely. Um, I think for the foreseeable future, this is something that uh, is a combination of both passion and profession for me um, and Eduardo as well. Um, we're both super crazy about vintage t-shirts. It's almost a little bit unhealthy. Um, but what we've noticed um, at the University of Oregon is there's kind of a three-headed dragon going on, which is... Um, Strong school spirit and sports culture. Every the, everybody here loves the Ducks. Um, fashion conscious students um, that are just you know looking for the um, looking to be fly, um, and and vintage enthusiasts like Eduardo and I that are very into the nitty gritty technicalities of and, and nuances of the kind of vintage market industry in general. And so our plan is to expand the nest to a different college campus that garners the same type of three-headed dragon, where there's strong school spirit, fashion-conscious students that uh, and 
and a, and a vintage scene essentially. Um, and where we would like to do this is in the Pac-12 uh, m on the West Coast, most likely. Southern California is looking very appealing. However, we understand that we can't go in and compete with big dogs on Melrose or Fairfax just yet. So we're kind of looking at um, either northern or su north or no northern Southern California, <laughs> like uh, like Santa Cruz, Santa Barbara area, or San Diego. Um, however. That's still very much down the road. Um, right now, we're focusing on making the Eugene space the best that it can be. Um, and we'll definitely be in Eugene for the next two or three years. Cool. If uh, somebody's coming to Eugene, coming to a Ducks game, maybe they're not a, a Ducks fan. They're coming to, you know, they're a Dogs fan. I'm, I'm from Seattle. I know yeah. Boo, Boo Dogs. But they're coming down for the, the Eugene game. They want to check out the nest. How do they mm -hmm. find you guys? Uh, you guys can find us um, at 870 East 13th Avenue. Um, that's our uh, flagship location. You can also find us on our website at www.eugenenest.com. Um, that has our address posted there. But however, the most up-to-date way to contact us is going to be through our Instagram, which is just at Eugene Nest. Um, and you can easily message us and we will be we will quickly get back to you about uh, what our schedule for that week or any upcoming events that we might have going on. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you guys got to come check it out. Super awesome space. Uh, tons of uh, actually, I'm a big fan of the posters that are not for sale on the wall. Uh, the old Drexler, Malone, all that stuff. That's my uh, heyday. Costacos brothers and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. Love it. So uh, thanks for your time, Harrison, and uh, thanks for showing me yeah. the shop. Thank you, Mr. Martineau. I appreciate you having me on. Story day.